It's happening? Yep. <laughs> Welcome to King Me, episode four. four. I'm Dan Gagliardi. I'm Rob Avon. And I just ate six slices of pizza. <laughs> I only ate four. You, <laughs> you it's see. It's a competition. No. But, but if win. it were, you win. No, you win. <laughs> you see, we found a deal for uh, large pizza for seven ninety nine. Uh, price is so good, it's spooky. <laughs> Trying to tie this in. If you're ever in Neptune, New Jersey, why don't you Ooh, look up... Ooh, Neptune. Ooh. Home of previous uh, talked about person, Jack Nicholson. Is that true? Yeah, he's from Neptune. Oh, you know what? I remember a few years ago hearing that there was an exhibit on the Asbury Boardwalk uh, featuring, like... The personal items of several famous people from the area. <laughs> yeah. They had Jack Nicholson's report card. <laughs> what kind of student was he? Uh, probably, I think like B's and C's, honestly. I didn't go to the exhibit, but he like... He seems like a real C's kind of guy. Mm, Just yeah. getting by. You know what else they had? What? My favorite. Susan Sarandon's jacket. Ooh. That's how they advertised it. Not like, Not like Varsity Jacket or anything. Just Susan Sarandon's jacket. It was, as I recall, a red windbreaker. Nice. Yeah. I could picture her in that. Are you picturing her in that? Oh. I can tell because yeah, you're yeah. salivating. <laughs> you have two pools of drool <laughs> forming. <laughs> so this uh, this episode... <clears throat> I, yeah, I apologize if I sound sluggish. It's... Because it, I am. It's because you're weighed down by yeah. six slices? Yeah. Well, you're probably weighed down by four slices. Two of those slices would have been just fine. <laughs> yeah. That's probably true. Um, if You know what? I actually, like, as I was eating the pizza, I was like, I wonder if I could finish this whole pizza. And I didn't because I know I can. Yeah. I mean, it's not, <clears throat> that's not even a challenge. I know. I eating, know. like... Tell uh, that to my free T-shirt that I got from eating a whole pizza. Right. Yeah. That. I guess it wasn't free. I guess it cost <laughs> more than most T-shirts I own. <laughs> Your health. Yeah. <laughs> and full price for a large pizza. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I was talking to somebody about that. They're like, you could eat a whole pizza and get a T-shirt. Yeah. Queen, please. So. <laughs> so could you? Yeah. Person. It, yeah. It's. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Easy pizza. <laughs> Welcome to King Me. <clears throat> Today we're talking about Creep Show. Yes. Ah, a horror anthology film released in 1982. Two. Uh, stars a real who's who, honestly. Yeah. An 82's <clears throat> who's who. <laughs> um, this is kind of a... This is... Uh, this isn't an asterisk Stephen King movie. This is... He wrote the screenplay to this. Yes. But this isn't based on any of his novels. Uh, no, but it is uh, an homage to comic books. Yes. So, in a sense, it's sort of a written thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's not... It's more than an homage, even. It is more than an homage, <clears throat> yes. It's the frame store... It is an anthology. I think I said that. And the frame of it is that these are all stories in a horror anthology comic book. Right. A la those of, like, the 1950s. Right. So, right. They used to have very scary comic books. So scary they had to stop printing them. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. 
And um, <clears throat> yeah, this uh, and then they made Creep Show, written by Stephen King, directed by George Romero. Now you're probably asking yourself, who, who the fuck is, is that? that? <laughs> yeah. George Romero, very uh, he's a heavy hitter. A lot of heavy hitters in this. Yeah, he he hits heavy. He does. Uh, he directed Night Riders, <laughs> <laughs> most notably Night Riders. Frankly, I can't even think of another one. Um, yeah, so it's broken up into five stories. Yes. Uh, one of which, thankfully, stars Stephen King. Stephen King. In- I think that's chronologically, or the order of the movie, that's the second one, but I'd love to get right fucking into it. I believe you are <clears throat> right. Yeah, if, you're, if we're not counting like the bookend kind of stories, like the... The prologue and epilogue, like with the kid and the... Yeah, I'm not counting those. They don't count. They don't count. It's not even a story, really. It's just he gets mad at his dad. Or his dad gets mad at him. Well, yeah. Everyone gets pretty mad. (laughs) Everybody... Everybody's... Yeah. Yeah, the movie starts like that Twisted Sister music video. (laughs) Yeah. We're not going to take it. We're not going to take it, yeah. Right. Uh, (laughs) Oh, that one? Yeah. I know oh, as many uh, George Romero movies as I do <laughs> Twisted Sister music videos. Um, yeah, basically with the kid's dad coming in and being like, you can't read comic books. Yeah, It'll rot your brain, etc. These are uh, as bad as what's in my pornography magazines. That sort of thing. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Why? I'm, I'm making discoveries as, as we're going here. As you go through the cast list? Yeah. Um... But, okay, real quick, Tom, uh, the father in that prologue, uh, the bookend thing, yeah. is Tom Atkins, who, Tom Atkins was in uh, Halloween Part 3, um, Night of the Creeps. He's been in, like, some very, wow, so like... so he really gets typecasted into creep-centric films. Yeah, he's very, like, he's in that, like, stable of, like, John Carpenter, George Romero, like go-to actor kind of guys. Also in that stable, also appearing in this movie. Yeah. Adrian Barbeau. Yes, sir. Hal Holbrook. Yes. Yes. It, I'm serious when I say it's a it's a veritable who's who of 82. But real quick, the little boy in that in the beginning there grew up to be, say it with me, Adam Levine <laughs> from Maroon 5. Uh false. Joe Hill who is Stephen King's son. Oh, really? Yeah. Why is he Hill? Um, I think he just didn't want to be king. Who doesn't want to be king? Hey. Baby. King me, baby. I'm in the Rat Pack. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Joe Hill, is uh, he's also a writer. He wrote um, this comic book series, Lock and Key, mm-hmm. which has gotten all kinds of critical acclaim. It's fan. Acid. It's actually good. It's, it's not. No, no. It's not son Stephen, of Stephen King. King good. No, no. This is legitimate. This might be better than anything. <laughs> you kind of trailed off at the oh, end. Oh, did I? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> you don't seem worried. <laughs> Seems like you're having a stroke and you're not worried. Um. So, yeah, it starts off like a Twisted Sister video. Yes, exactly like Tom that. Atkins yelling at Stephen King's mm-hmm. son and for reading comics. Yes, and like then right dummy. before the... The title credits start, D. Snyder bursts in, but then the titles start and you never see him again. Right. It, it was a weird choice. <laughs> Inexplicable. Um, Undefendable, 
indefensible. But the comic that he's reading is Creepshow. Yes. And Which, we're... coincidentally, is the name of this film. <laughs> right. Um, and then it sort of leads into... I love those little details that they just throw in, like having the name of the comic be the same name of the movie. <laughs> it's like the Calumet Jars. Right. It's, uh, it's that attention to detail <laughs> that makes... This is no Kubrick <laughs> joint. Um, it's just... Uh, every little yeah. nuance. As I, I'm a huge, I love George Romero. He's made some of the best movies. <clears throat> sure, John, Dawn of the Dead, the original Dawn of the Dead is fantastic. Look, I didn't invite myself over to your house to argue <laughs> with you about whether or not George Romero movies are good. Um, but he does. He, I'm like, uh, he's not. He's not the perfectionist that Kubrick is. I'm going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> He's, right. well it's a different animal altogether it's a different animal. i would argue um so okay so the creep show comic book yeah so tom atkins dad throws away the comic book and we sort of like the camera like dives into it basically mm-hmm. and then we get a cute little opening title sequence animated animated yeah um it does have almost a heavy metal vibe to it. Yeah, we're, this comes. This has been coming up a lot in our lives. I, <laughs> I'm noticing. We keep referencing heavy metal animation. Yeah. It, did you listen to? Um, I'm going to reference a different podcast, but um, the Paul Shear. Um, how did this? Get how made? did this get made? The holiday special. Yes. Oh yeah, and they talk about that too. Yeah, Matt, that's right. Matt Gorley <laughs> brings up the fact that um, the animation in the holiday special. Is reminiscent of heavy metal, the movie, and the little like in between kind of things in Creepshow. Mm. Oh, did he mention Creepshow? He I, did. Even, I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I actually I listened to it this morning. So get a little cartoon sequence, and then we're into the first story, which is Father's Day. Oh, that was that one. It was that one. I I didn't care for that one particularly. Starring. A very young Ed Harris. That's right. Yeah. A, a haired yeah. Harris. <laughs> I, I believe, yeah, I believe I correctly identified him as being a Foxy Harris. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go on record as saying Ed Harris looked good in Creepshow. But this this story did very little for me. Yeah. Um, I liked the opening scene probably the most of the whole thing. I felt like it was on a sharp downward trajectory. What was the opening scene? The opening scene was just them being like incredibly wealthy in their parlor. The yeah, creepy okay. parlor. Right, right. They're Remember the like, mom the mom said something. No. I, I, yes, that was it. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Um and there was like the one the one very um, There was a, there's the mother mm-hmm. who's older, obviously. There is a son and daughter who they're probably in their like Mid twenties, yeah, but it's nineteen eighty two, so everybody looks forty. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the daughter's boyfriend, played by Ed Harris. Yes, the son. I he was quite the character. He he was certainly a straight man playing a gay man. <laughs> yes, in nineteen eighty two. Right, right. None of the uh, tact that you'd hope for. Like a right, like a foppish yeah. British. Oh uh, uh, yeah, he Lord. was very flowy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um and there's there's like an aunt or something and she's like drunk driving her way to the house they're waiting for the aunt to show up they're like hey do you need uh do you need any help getting to our house she's like no i'm gonna drunk drive over <laughs> yeah, right yeah 
Um, and it, right, everybody is just being very rich. Mm. That's their whole fucking thing. They're like they're they seem tired <laughs> yeah. from having all that money. They haven't even been counting all of their money, and they're exhausted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so right, everybody's just sort of like blech. Ooh, drinking sluggish drink. with wealth. Yeah. yeah, and playing like disco music. And there is a were they da- playing disco music? It, well, dance music. I'm gonna eighty two, whatever. Uh, they Ed Harris and the a family the daughter, dance party. They have a dance scene. <gasps> yes, they do. Yes, they yes, do. they do. And it's crazy. <laughs> like Ed Harris to me is just like a villain kind of guy. Yeah, I'll say I'll agree with that. Like he, I think of like, you know, he's been in a lot of movies, and he's a great actor. Like one of my favorite movies of all time is The Abyss. I think it's so good. Is it? <laughs> I really just enjoy it. I don't know if it actually is because I I loved it since I was a kid. Yeah, and I can't look past that. Mm-hmm. But I love it so much. I, you know what? Because I've known you since birth. Yes. I've also been under I've never seen it but like in my head I've always been like, "Oh yeah, The Abyss, that's like a critically acclaimed. That's a masterpiece." <laughs> right, it's a masterpiece according to Rob. I do. <laughs> I, critically acclaimed by Rob. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rob gave it two thumbs up. I've never seen it but like with if anyone were to be like if I were meeting a new person, right, and they were like, I love the movie The Abyss. Yeah. I'd be like, me too. <laughs> I would just trust that, that it's, that it's, it's good. okay to love. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's like, it's James Cameron right after, it's after Aliens and Terminator and stuff, and it's before Terminator 2, and he's like... You can just call it T2. <laughs> and he's doing his, like... Uh, I'm innovating special effects kind of a thing. Mm. He's and he's in with the military like all of, they they filled up a whole air uh what hangar and a hangar with water and what? all the sets were underwater and everybody had to be underwater. He's a real watery That's guy. So I know. Ugh. But the movie, my goodness, is okay. So, but back to Ed Harris. So I love him in that. But then like he plays a lot of villains, though, mm-hmm. he, and like bad dudes, like guys with yeah, huge I know what a villain scars is. across their like evil-looking guys, mm-hmm. and like Snowpiercer, he was like a, some yeah, sort of a Willy so Wonka good. in the front of the train. He was so there. good, in Snowpiercer. <laughs> um, he's great. He's we should the best. Do, we should do a Snowpiercer podcast. <laughs> it's just each time they get to a new car is a new episode. <laughs> Or just every episode, we just talk about the movie. <laughs> That's fine. And how great it is, yeah. What would we call it? Um, Showpiercer. Yeah. Probably, right? Yeah. That's good. That'll do. Yeah. We'll shop it. Write in to <clears throat> King Me at... We have no email address <laughs> or anything. We will, though. Yeah. We um, might have to, like, retroactively. Yeah, yeah, we will. This way, so, no one can email But Ed Harris dancing around the living room is ridiculous to me. Yes. Ed Harris with hair on his on top of his head. In and of head. itself preposterous. Already I and, don't buy this. And he's like I think he's like 27 in this. He's already and he it's not a mane of hair. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, I made creep show and then like around 85 I I started losing it. No. It's, he 
It's almost gone. I, <laughs> this was like the hair's last stand. <laughs> I found him very relatable in this way. Um, and then, okay, so then, then a bunch of scary shit happens, right? Yeah, but what is it? It's like a will, right? It's like a... Everybody is waiting because... Um, they're going to read. The father has just died, and everybody... It's like one of those scenes where like everybody's like... We want the money. Yes. We have to read the will. And he said not to open it until Father's Day or some such nonsense. Mm-hmm. And he, they do a flashback, and he's a real, he's a real dick. Yeah. And, and somebody murders him. I forget who. I watched this a long time ago. Yeah, we watched it weeks ago. I've changed addresses since <laughs> the last time I watched this movie. But I'm going to say it was the sister who was taking care. He was like in a wheelchair. And he was like smash, smashing his cane yeah. on the thing. And he was like, where's my birthday cake? I want birthday cake. And it's a, he's disgusting. He's a monster. <laughs> and then she takes it upon herself to like smash him in the head with a, a large thing. Mm-hmm. Like a... A blunt yeah, object. Probably like a bust of like... Him. Him. <laughs> yeah. I would hope. Out of marble. <laughs> Boom. Yes. Um... So but then he, but then he comes back as a as a, a ghoul, yeah. really, and he can walk, which is kind of nice. Yeah, he can walk. <laughs> he couldn't walk in real life. No, but in, in his in his death, in he his, can. Yeah. His legs are returned to him. So yeah, and the whole death, thing is him just walk. like. Does he kill anyone, or do they all just die in accidental ways? Because I remember one person, a headstone falls on them. Ed Harris. Ed Harris. That's right. Yeah, Ed Harris goes like drunkenly, like, "Oh, I'm gonna walk through this graveyard." Oh, look at me. I'm being silly and laying Ed, down in this like grave. Ed Harris does not know how to have fun in this. <laughs> yeah. His, yeah. He dances with his sister and he stumbles drunk around graveyards. Yeah. I, I feel like Ed Harris, the man, at this point, like once he filmed that scene of getting the, the tomb, the stone dropped on him, it's just like, I really got to straighten out my acting career. I got to take better <laughs> roles. Um, and then the, but the drunk sister, the drunk driver sister is also murdered by him. I think maybe strangled. I don't know. Undetermined. How's it end? It ends with someone just like. It, it ends in the most ridiculous way. The mom is also killed, I think off camera. And. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Com- it's very stupid. <laughs> it's very stupid. Dead, dead dad comes out with a birthday cake with candles and it and it says uh you know father's day and the daughter and the not gay but gay son mm-hmm. um they're like where's mom and they open up the door and dad is there with all you know worms coming out of his eyes and shit like that very ghoulish yes holding the cake and he says i finally got my birthday cake or something to that effect mm-hmm. and and then it goes like animated and we're back in the comic book, and it just ends. That's the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is the cake the mom's head? Uh, yeah, the mom's head is in the cake. Oh, yeah. That's I it. missed that huge point. It's, uh, yeah. I didn't want to... Uh, no, just jump right in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you were kind of on a roll, and Ooh. I just didn't want to, you know. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Uh, so it's, not, it's not the best one. The best one, of course, is Hal Jordy. Is that his name? No, it's Jordy <laughs> something. Yeah, um... It is the next one is titled "The Lonesome Death of Jordy Viral Viral I think yeah Viral, 
Which is a great title because this way you know how it's going to end. Yeah. It's, you know it's going to end with him dying. Yeah. Uh, effectively. And, and alone. Yeah. We're, this Which is... is a, it starts with him alone and alive. Yeah. So... It, it's... And this is... Jordy is played by Stephen King. Oh, who... Who this podcast is based on. Who this podcast <laughs> is based on. Who absolutely gives the performance of his life in this. Yeah, this is the second time that Stephen King has been in front of the camera. So far? In, in the world. It, okay. Uh, the first time was in Night Riders, mm-hmm. starring Ann Harris, hmm. directed by George Romero. Hmm. Um, and this is the first time he's had a speaking role, though. It's and he boy does he speak <laughs> and boy does it show. <laughs> he uh, he plays like a, a just a, a country bumpkin, yeah, a real bumpkin though, yeah, uh, a true bumpkin, <laughs> like fake bad teeth, yeah, kind of thing, yeah, uh, like eyes crossed the whole time, <laughs> just like constantly stepping on rakes and hitting himself in the junk, and he goes oh. Yeah, a YouTuber's dream. It's insufferable. Jordy lives alone. He lives alone. Spends all of his time watching his pro wrestling. Excuse me, pro wrestling, which is the thing that. that, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyway, he uh, yeah, yeah, that's like Stephen King. I I don't know if I can quite call it a go to thing, but there are at least there's at least one other instance of him using someone watching pro wrestling to illustrate how shitty and poor they are. Yes. The other being silver Silver bullet. Love it. Uh, Ow, that hurts my parts. Yes. One (laughs) of the top 10 lines of that movie there. That movie is it's, it's like in, in my, in my world, it's like, uh, you talking to me, um, Frankly, Scarlet, I do give a damn. And, and ow, that hurts my parts. <laughs> um, some of my favorite lines in that movie are in the French dub of it, <laughs> which I've watched with my friend Grant <laughs> more than once. Uh, you know the scene? I think it's the scene where Marty first gets the uh, the gas-powered. Yeah, the rocket-propelled <laughs> yeah. wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> His uncle Gary Busey, <laughs> apparently not playing a character hey, at uncle, all. Uncle Busey. Uncle Busey straps a six-cylinder engine to his uh, wheelchair yeah. and puts some handlebars on it. And Marty's riding down the street, popping wheelies. And in the French dub, as he pops a wheelie, yeah. the voice goes, "Ah!" <laughs> ah! <laughs> well, we can talk more about that when we get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's just a, a teaser. Oh, if you own Silver Bullet on DVD or even Blu-ray, why don't you throw on that French dub? <laughs> throw on that French dub. That that sweet sweet French dub. Mm. So, all right, Stephen King, a real bumpkin, chewing scenery. Yeah, he's just fucking. Ugh. <laughs> so just, basically, yeah, a an alien meteorite crashes right to Earth. Um, there's some goo in it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's 100% accurate. He touches the meteor, mm-hmm. and it cracks open, and he's like, he he's he's imagining he's going to get rich off of this meteorite. Yeah, and the sequence in which yeah. he, he imagines it uh, amused me. He brings in the meteor to, like, I don't know, John Q, like, rich guy, 
and yeah, in I a think bucket. that I'm trying to remember what the sign on the door says. It says just like college or something. It's something like deliberately ignorant because <laughs> this is the fantasy of a pro wrestling fan, right? Ah, oh man, I can't, I can't wait until we get to his dad's part because I really want to say the actor's name. His dad's part? Yeah, there's well, so Jordy touches this fucking goo mm-hmm. and he drains it out. And he, he drains pour- his goo. <laughs> Drain. He drains his goo. This fucking guy everywhere oh. brings it. Brings all this shit inside, and he starts getting like mossy fingers. Yeah, it's real gross. I found this very upsetting. Like oh. the device of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that whole thing. Basically, to summarize tightly. Oh wait, what's the thing you wanted to mention? Well, so um, he sees his dad, who's like, oh right, in yeah. the mirror, mm-hmm. and. Jordy is going to, uh, he's going to jump in the tub because it's itching. He's he's starting to be covered in this moss, and everything outside is overgrown and like it. He and the the father is like, don't get in the water. It really wants the water. Yeah. Which and, why does that happen? Uh, who, like at this point, I don't know if anything matters at all. <laughs> um. But the in dad- the context of this show, or just more broadly <laughs> speaking, the the actor that plays Jordy's dad, his name in real life is Bingo O'Malley. <laughs> Fuck you. That's <laughs> that is my favorite thing. <laughs> now, did you know that in advance? Like you were watching this, and you're like. Oh, that's Bingo O'Malley. <laughs> no, I just discovered that as we were reading uh, reading through this. Oh, he's also in Super 8. Yeah, he is. Um, as himself. Actually, <laughs> Hi, Bingo. He's actually, he's done some shit. Bingo O'Malley. Is there a bio? Can we get to the bottom of him being called Bingo? See full bio. Right, let, me, let me get it. Nope. <sighs> Full bio is Bingo O'Malley is an actor known for three things. Well, that's... It doesn't say three things. I'm just... <laughs> accurate. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing to save time. Um, yeah, so basically this one ends with uh, old Jordy blowing his head off. He's covered in moss. Yeah, he's a, he's a total mo- moss monster at yeah. this point. Covered in moss. And yeah, he's just like, right, it's, it's all too hard. Yeah, he has like a. Isn't there like a refrain that he has, like a thing he keeps saying? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. I hate the fact that it's Stephen King. Because he did such a poor job. It's so broad. <laughs> and I like broad, but it's to a point where I feel like, um, like an adult is trying to amuse a little little kid. But the little kid's like a year too old for whatever they're doing. <laughs> oh, Jordy, you lunkhead! That's what he he does keep saying that. Um, he also says meteor shit. <laughs> yes, he does, Ugh. which is hilarious every uh, time. Hilarious. Um, oh, yeah. and then the final shot is a uh, the it's like the town limit sign, and there's grass overgrown. Yeah, the grass. Yeah, every the meteor grass. Is just taking over, and there's a radio playing, and it says, "Oh, we're gonna have an unusually wet, stormy spring, or some shit like some yeah, such shit." Some such shit. Um, 
And there's basically a... the end of the world by grass. <laughs> yeah, focus more on that instead of Stephen King, please. Um, there's a there's a trivia bit. Oh, from the IMDb page about this. I I wish I could find it. It's really not good trivia either. <laughs> I can't wait to show it to you. Well, we must read it. Oh, wait. Here's another one. This isn't what I was going to read, but uh, King was told to play Geordie like Wiley Coyote, the <laughs> way he looks when he goes off a cliff. Um, now, the one thing that Wiley Coyote does, which he did not do, which I wish he would have done, was not utter a single goddamn word. Right. Um, but basically, this piece of trivia... Oh, here we... I, is it about his hometown? Yeah, it is. It's just that the sign is for Portland, Maine, which is Stephen King's hometown. There you go. Um, which is not good trivia, because if there's one thing everyone knows about Stephen King... <laughs> it's... is that he's from Maine. <laughs> yeah, he won't shut the fuck up about no, it. No, he won't. Um, all right, the next story is... We should not have eaten a lot of pizza right before we did this. <laughs> no, no, we're we're doing good. Something to tide you over. Some, hey, I like that one. That one's good. Starring Tide Dancing. <laughs> and Leslie Nielsen. Le- oh, right. He's a real son of a bitch in this. Yeah. Okay. Leslie Nielsen. To, Used to be a real actor. Yeah. To le- but, like, to everybody... In the world, he's like... The doctor from Airplane. Yeah, he's a goofball. Yeah. He's in Airplane and Lethal Weapon... Or not Lethal Naked Weapon. Naked Gun. Naked Gun. 33 and one third. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all the Naked Gun movies. That one... The one funny, scary movie that the Zucker Brothers made. Scary Movie 3. <laughs> right. I liked it. <laughs> I also saw it when I was like 12, so... Um, I'm sure it holds up. Yeah, but Leslie Nielsen... Up to a point, he was a real actor, uh, which is part of the reason I'm sure it was funny that he was an airplane when it came out. Right. Like, I'm sure that was sort of like uh, when Parks and Rec got Werner Herzog to be on an episode. (laughs) I'm sure it wasn't exactly like that. I'm sure it was exactly like that. All right. (laughs) Point Um, being. So, Leslie Nielsen is... uh, He's just a real son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. So what's his beef with dancing? Because I don't even remember. His beef with dancing is, uh, well, Leslie Nielsen is married. He's a married man. Mm-hmm. And Ted Danson is He's sleeping with his wife. Has been his wife. Oh, I didn't realize that was uh, oh, Leslie Nielsen's wife. That's the deal. Leslie Nielsen... He looks like Leslie Nielsen here. He's he's always looked like he Leslie hasn't Nielsen. aged a day since this movie because he's always looked like a ninety year old man. Right. So gray hair, white hair, <laughs> just straight pure up, white hair. Just, yeah, like just like white. cotton. <laughs> um, and his his wife is appears younger. It's just a younger woman, whatever. And uh, Ted Danson is like somehow involved with them like he knows them right like a friend yeah of a they it seems like they're all rich people and they live you know, in they go out to the in same like cotillions vineyard yeah and yeah, shit. yeah yeah where you can bury a man alive <laughs> up to his neck at least yeah. yeah so the whole deal is um 
Leslie Nielsen knows about it, and he's not letting anybody get away with anything. He takes Ted Danson out to the beach and says, get in that hole, and and buries him up to his neck. It's worth mentioning that Ted Danson doesn't just, like, go, okay. (laughs) Leslie Nielsen has a gun pointed at him. Right. But, even so. Um, And then Leslie Nielsen breaks out this TV, and on the TV is... Oh, that cracked me up because of how much work it was in the 80s to do what he wanted to do. Yeah, because he's running miles of cable. <laughs> yep, he's got he's got a giant spool of yeah, cable. He's driving a like a Jeep Wrangler <laughs> with an enormous spool of cable that he has to run from the VHS, I assume... The, well, it's a live the, feed, whatever, so you assume that on the other end of that cable... Whatever the video camera is on the other end, like, it's just like, <laughs> the cable is plugged into that camera, driven across the beach, and then brought to Ted Danson on a TV. Yeah. So the cable is presumably miles long yeah. <laughs> down this beach. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's not even like a crime of passion. <laughs> it, it, it takes a lot. Yeah, it's methodical. Yeah. Um, so he buries Ted Danson up to his neck and he, uh, and his wife, his wife is also buried up to her neck elsewhere, elsewhere, and they can't communicate with each other. They can only watch each other on these TV screens and they are going to die. The tide is out right now. It's low tide. Tide is coming in. And that's, that's one of the things. And then Leslie Nielsen just leaves him Mm -hmm. and he has video cameras set up on both of them and he just goes back to his like swinging pad <laughs> it is a swinging pad and it's like the kind of thing where you assume the living room is recessed into the ground yeah, a couple uh, inches yes yeah, yes yes yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's a and couple, he's, watch your step yeah he's got like <laughs> he's got a setup where it's like it's more than two tv screens it's like it's, it's two like of a, yeah. two of like 16 uh tv screens are broadcasting them drowning yeah oh man when i was a kid i thought like you know how when you like when you had like security cameras or whatever right you would have like just a bunch of t- each individual camera would have its own tv let's yeah. say right but then some like once in a while you would see like all 20 of those tvs were on one image but they were divided up over yeah yeah right? i thought that was amazing as a child <laughs> i was like who do. who can do this <laughs> You could just do this? There's probably one guy who you call if you need all of your TVs to do one thing. Yeah. But, like, in what situation now do you need all your TVs? Do you need, like, 20 TVs to all line up like that? If you're, like, a band and it's part of your stage show. That's it. That's the only time. That's the only time. Yeah. Yep, but that that's kind of like I think. Oh, like, you know when they'll need it? Um, when they do like a, a Max Headroom, a, a jukebox musical about music from like the nineties. Ah, yeah, that's when they'll do it again. Uh, or when they adapt uh, that movie Toys into a musical, and they do the, the Robin Williams. Movie? Yeah, and they do the fake David Byrne song. Uh huh. Yeah, you're probably gonna want that in there. All right. Yeah. Heighten the spectacle. Yeah, it just seems like the right choice <laughs> for my Toys musical. So Leslie Nielsen watches both of these people die. Mm-hmm. And the tide just comes in. And Ted Danson is is yelling at the camera. He's like, I'm going to get you. I don't know how yet, but I'm going to. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Ted Danson, um, I believe him. 
I've seen the the previous forty five minutes of this movie, and I'm like, it doesn't end here. <laughs> this isn't the horror. <laughs> <laughs> so See, like, I I conversely was like, oh no, no way. <laughs> this is it for this guy. <laughs> I've seen this sort of thing before. I've seen somebody buried up to their neck and yeah. then the, drowned mm-hmm. by the tide. Mm-hmm. And this is where the buck stops. <laughs> well, you'd be wrong. Because later on, Leslie Nielsen... But much later on, like two hours into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> immediately after. <laughs> yeah, immediately after, um, Leslie Nielsen is terrorized by the dead corpses of Ted Danson and his wife. Mm-hmm. And they're like uh, they're soggy pirates messes. of the Caribbean yeah. monsters, but worse. Yeah, like the Davy Jones crew, except not cool designs. Yeah, they're completely waterlogged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Thing. I forgot. There's a, there's a fantastic shot of Ted Danson un- actually underwater. Like with yeah. buried under buried up to his neck. Oh, that stressed me right out. Oh God, I didn't care for it. No, too real. Yeah, too real. That was the scariest thing I've seen in this it, whole fucking. It movie. ends up being the scariest thing. The last story compare it comes close, just in terms of like making me very uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But this is hands right down up there. like. People drowning on on camera is like oh, God, it's damn. one of the worst things you can do to me. I hate, like, the idea... If somebody's like, would you rather burn to death or drown? I'm like, ah, neither. It, <laughs> both of them seem like a complete nightmare, but I guess burn... I think drowning is worse, right? Because burning, eventually, like, not long into the process, your nerve endings burn off, and then you're right. just like... Your body probably goes into some sort of shock. Yeah. Then you're just doing that thing where you're staggering with your hands out in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. Right. Yeah, that that seems, like, kind of embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> to just lose control of your faculties like that. Right. But, but drowning, oh my god, that is the nightmare to me. Like the the suffocation. The like it, presumably you'd be conscious when, like before it happened. Mm-hmm. So you'd be trying to not drown. Yeah, your hardest. And right. then it would start happening. Right. And then it was just and you oh god. And if you're in salt water, <laughs> apparently it hurts terribly. Oh, th- yeah, I it, it all has to hurt so bad. <laughs> oh, God, it's uh, awful. We have so fun Ted, yeah. on this show. <laughs> so Ted Danson is completely underwater. It's like it's almost like his head is in a fish tank. Yeah. That's the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering, I was like, how'd they shoot this? And how'd they get him out in time? Yeah. That's like uh, um, Casino Royale has one of those. And that one's really bad. Which one is that? The drown? Oh, the drowning? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Spoilers for Casino Royale. I didn't say who drowns. James Bond. <laughs> it's James Bond. He dies. But that, yeah. The the next two or three movies are all about Dame Judi Dench. Yeah. Not even about like her in the field. <laughs> Not just about her. What she means. <laughs> the yeah. idea of her. <laughs> An abstract mom. Mom. Yeah. The um. Skyfall. That's just about her looking. Skyfall. In- yeah, man, you got it. Yeah, 
Skyfall is just about her looking into like doing a skydiving thing. <laughs> she get she has like a Groupon for it, and she like watches some uh, GoPro videos yeah. of people doing it, and she's like, yeah, maybe she not watches for me. Point Break a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and then ultimately decides not to do it. Right, it's one woman's journey into not doing a, thing. a, f- a free fall. Yeah, <laughs> Spectre is about her getting a um. Was the thing that uh, ghost hunters use to measure like electronic? Oh, I don't know. EVPs. Sure. Yeah, they get. Uh, I forget. I don't I, know. It's something like. You that. You know where my bit's going? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, this one ends with. Well, Leslie Nielsen starts. Uh, oh, okay. He finally we're, we're back uses. To this. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I'm still doing my thing. He's the ghost. <laughs> he Leslie plays Nielsen the ghost. Steps yeah. it, right. Yeah. Judy Dench finds Leslie yeah. Nielsen. Leslie ghost. Nielsen in uh, Creep Show. Yeah. He finally makes use of that gun of his, his uh, naked gun, if you will. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> will you? Yeah, I will. Thank you. Um, and he starts firing at dead dancing. But they're dead. Oh, my God. I'm. I'm. Uh, you're on fire right now. I'm a now. monster. <laughs> I think maybe it is better to drown than to be on fire. <laughs> if this is what being on fire is like. Yeah. Yeah. So he starts shooting at Ted Danson, and Teddy just uh, keeps right on trucking. Yeah. They're like gurgling. Uh, they're just going to get him. Yeah. Yeah. They're dead. You can't kill what's already dead. Right. So, do you think George Romero had to explain that to everyone on set? <laughs> explain what zombies are? Yeah. Shit? Yeah. 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 He's made two zombie movies at this point, and they're like, I don't, we still don't get it. Wait, so am I dead or not dead? <laughs> yeah, they're, wait, am I dead or alive? No in between. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> um, How's it end? They kill him. Well, no, they, they bury him, him up to his neck, and he, he's laughing and saying, I can hold my breath for a really long time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 12 hours, 12 hours. D- <sighs> Here's what I don't understand. Oh, they know that, um, if someone buries you up to your neck, and you come you drown, back, you come back as an undead waterlogged sea thing. <laughs> but do See, I don't know if they, is it a revenge thing? I think it might be a revenge. Thing. So like after they did that, did they just like, collapse or I, I do they get to they live together and walk old bliss <laughs> they hold hands and walk into the sea together that's really nice yeah it's actually that's actually a happy ending and then um i was no it's not even worth it, it was, do you want to know yeah <laughs> i was gonna try to turn this into the prequel to cheers and <laughs> I gotta say, where, where Ted Danson is an alcoholic, uh, a former baseball player. Yeah, it wasn't worth the effort. I was right to think that it wasn't worth the effort. Yeah. So the next story, Diane's waterlogged. <laughs> um, what comes after this one? Is this the great? Oh, maybe my favorite. This is my favorite. This one. was Barbeau really showing her range. And by range, you mean tits. Yeah. Right? Yep. <laughs> Double D range, baby. I I have a crush on 1977 through 83 Barbeau. So this did nothing for you? No, this is prime time Barbeau. Didn't this come out in 84? 82. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. So she's tapering. No, this is peak, peak Barbeau. Yeah. This is. 
Just top bow. <laughs> Adrian Barbeau in this. Adrian Bo- Barbeau Bertal. <laughs> nothing. That's nothing. I thought you were going to say Adrian <laughs> Barbeau Burnham. No. I like Barbeau Bergdahl <laughs> way more. Some some joke about... Do you get the feeling... You're caught up on it, right? Yes. Do you really get the feeling that they're trying to make Concertina Wire like a, a catchphrase? <laughs> yeah. I can't... All I hear when I listen back to that show is Concertina Wire. It's distracting the amount of time they spend talking about Concertina Wire. I have some problems with this whole season of Serial. Mostly that I don't give mostly mo- that you a lot of are, shit. You're a diehard patriot. Yeah, and, and uh, he's a traitor. Yep, to the country. Mm-hmm. Um, Him and Snowden. <laughs> right. Yep. Um. Trump. You just don't. Two sixteen. That's right. Two thousand two sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> you heard me. Oh man, we gotta make we gotta make like a big cartel shirt available that says Trump 2016. <laughs> How would that 2002 and then just comma 16, <laughs> but spelled out? That's right. Yeah. All right. I'd wear it. Um. Or is it just the year 20,000? I like the other way better. <laughs> the the one with like, with the comma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the word 16. Oh boy. Um all right, so the crate. Mhm. Um this story centers around Hell Holbrook. Yes. Oh my goodness gracious. This one's full of friggin' curveballs. It's a good Good story. Um, basically, it starts with it starts Sons at the of party. Anarchy's Hal Holbrook. Come on, <laughs> wait, Sons of Anarchy isn't that that other show that the guy who made Bastard Executioner made? <laughs> That's you are correct. The, the best the, from the writer of the Bastard <laughs> Executioner, writer, producer, director of the Bastard Executioner. Oh, he apparently released some very angry note that not enough people watched The Bastard Executioner, which is a real testament to how bad that show is. Like, the brain yeah. behind that show. Mm-hmm. It's a bratty little brain. To say that not enough people watched, you uh, who, who were you going for? Who asked for The Bastard Executioner? I don't know, man. I don't know. Game, it's Game of Thrones meets Sons of Anarchy. You know who doesn't watch both of those shows? Anyone. I feel like Sons of Anarchy is for oh, like... you mean like of, who... They're, they're, what did the I, Venn did I diagram? The wrong thing? Yeah, it's two circles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the wheels two, of a motorcycle. Yeah, completely independent of each other. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, Sons of Anarchy is one of those shows that... I also lump in Dexter with the Sons of Anarchy as being a show for people Sociopaths. who... Sociopath people who want to be like this is this is art. I'm yeah. watching art, but it's actually just schlock. Yeah, yeah. Bastard or Sons of Anarchy, Dexter, um, Big Bang Theory is like the comedic equivalent. They're like dramatic Big Bang theories. Yeah, yeah. So the cra- I know. Th- <sighs> oh, what were you gonna say? No, I know a lot of people love the Big Bang Theory. Do you? Wait, you know a lot of people love it, or you know a lot of people who love it? Both, actually. Yeah. It's not. 
that bad. No, it's the worst. Yeah. There, <laughs> there are mostly aren't jokes on it, which I think is what I find so frustrating. There are no jokes at all, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, the... I feel like the audience for Big Bang is like... My the, mom. Well, they're laughing at nerds is like the general thing. Like they're like, oh, they're a bunch of nerds and it's hilarious because mm-hmm. they don't get anything. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's kind of mean. It's kind of mean, but also like... It's like... Did I once hear someone describe it as nerd blackface? Or did I think of that? Uh I can't Either tell. way, but yeah, yeah, it, that's yeah. It's like not I, to put the two on the same degree of you know problematicity, I, right? Because nerd blackface is clearly worse than actual blackface, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, regular blackface was like fun. Minstrel shows. Have you ever been to a minstrel show? I've been to too many minstrel oh, shows. It almost. I'm almost desensitized to minstrel shows at this point. <laughs> I've had too much fun. So the crate. Yeah, let's get <laughs> let's... off this racist tangent. <laughs> Bring it back in. Um, so they starts at the party, right? That's the first scene. With, they're right. They're and professors at a college. Professors at a college, and Adrian Barbeau is Hal Holbrook's wife, drunk and drunk. Always drunk though, right? In she's character kind of like, as well, it, right? Yeah, but she's like a. She's a real like she's just shrew. a harpy shrew yeah, kind of shrieking nasty um emasculating yes oh like, my god like so the the she is like the personification of what misogynists are afraid of like what fuels misogyny right <laughs> is this fear of this woman if you go to returnofthekings.com this is what they're talking about. Is that like a men's rights thing? It certainly is. <laughs> I encourage everybody not to go to Return of the Kings. Uh, but if you do. I guess based on this title, we could also be a men's rights podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Our, our whole audience, just sh- like everybody just shut off because they're like, wait, this isn't a men's rights. <laughs> yeah, first uh- episode gets thousands of downloads. <laughs> Who- I hope I'm not incriminating myself by saying that I know how many men What? Are- what? Who is who is a men's rights having activist? Sex with men's rights activists? No one. Right. Huge part of the problem. Not that it's anyone's responsibility to. No, but, I want right. to be clear. I think yeah, I yeah. think it's great that no one's having sex with. Men's Nobody rights should be activists. having sex with men's rights activists. Uh, but that's like I I feel Unless, like a major stance is like oh we we want virgin that that's a big thing with the men's virgins rights. they're like we want a woman who's never had sex before or only had sex with one other person <laughs> Very, like <laughs> it doesn't seem so arbitrary until you open it up to like one, <laughs> one other, other person yeah. yeah yeah um but they're like they want the the purest woman possible what's that even mean i have no fucking clue like a baby yeah they want like and they're, they're it, it's real gross stuff. They're like, we don't care, like, what is, how old the man is and how old the woman is. It's real, like, oh, I could be sixty years old and be dating a an eighteen year old. Oh man, I can't rate. I can't like wait that. to include Ugh. men's rights activists in the description of this episode <laughs> and incur the ire of people I don't care about. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm gonna say 
men's rights activists, biggest cunts. <laughs> I'll endorse that. Yeah. And you know what? This show, from now on, yeah. from this point forward, last three episodes, well, I guess the first two episodes, because we took a pretty strong feminist stance in the third episode. Yeah. With uh, Shelly. Shelly. Shelly yeah. Duvall. Shelly D. Shelly, what's up, girl? You know what's crazy about her, just to kind of undo all of the progress we made, is that she's, like, fatter than I thought she could ever get now. Not that she's particularly <laughs> fat. It's just, like, I was... usually when people, so spindly. Yeah, yeah when yeah. people are wired like that, you assume that, like, it's only going to get worse somehow. Just thinner, if yeah. you will. She looks like, I think, like, just a normal person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, no. she's Shelly Duvall fat. <laughs> she's fat for Shelly Duvall. Sure. Um... Yeah, so how'd we get here? Oh, I was going to say, the You're first, yeah, activist. from 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 now on, um, yeah. we're just, we're anti-men's rights activists. We don't yeah. endorse their politics. Right. Yes. God, I hate it. I hate the idea of it. I you hate, don't like... No. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know what? Don't. You know what really freaks me out is when I hear women say, like, ah, chivalry's dead. No. Nah. Like, yes. Good. <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the reason you feel bad about yourself is because of chivalry, right? In part, I know a lot about feminism. I'm a really good person. So the crate, the crate. Barbeau plays like a, a really shrill yeah. woman. Yes, um, but still Barbeau. Ah, uh, ah, uh, doing, going, 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 going. <laughs> um. And she's just uh, shouting at Hal Holbrook at this party, uh, telling embarrassing f- stories about him, just kind of knocking his dick in the dirt, if you will. So in 1980, she was in The Fog, John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. And then the year before, 81, she's in uh, uh, Escape from New York. Love it. Great. John Carpenter. And then in Creepshow, she's on... Uh, a role here. Yeah. She's killing it. Mm-hmm. Primetime Barbo. And <laughs> and in, she plays against type in this one and is just... Yeah, just a bitch. In Suff. Yeah. Real in Suff. So they get a crate. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't. The other guy does. The, well, yeah, Played yeah. by... Is that Fritz Weaver? It is Fritz Dexter Weaver. Dexter Stanley. Um, Fritz Weaver, another professor at this college... Uh, they find a, a a janitor, I suppose, finds a crate. He looks like he's waterlogged in this IMDb oh, picture. Oh, yeah, we're looking at a, his IMDb picture. He If he had more seaweed on him. <laughs> here, no, let me tell you what's going on in that picture. You, As of um, December 29th, 2015, when we're recording this show, right. Fritz Weaver's current IMDb picture looks like a combination of John Kerry and Angus Scrim. <laughs> Did I knock it clean out of the park? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Fritz Weaver also plays a professor at this college. Um, a janitor alerts him to the presence of an old, old crate under a staircase. Um, with the help of the janitor, he takes it out. Um, and they pry it open in an empty classroom. Is the janitor Charlie? Is that his name? Oh, maybe. Only, only because I only ask because uh, the actor who plays Charlie is named Robert Harper, 
and his IMD pic- IMDb picture is just a sketch. <laughs> it's an actual drawing. Yeah, he was he was implicated in a series of arsons <laughs> in the greater Los Angeles area. Ah, that explains mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. All right, so there's a crate under the stairs. There's a crate under the stairs. They take it out from under the stairs. They pry it open with uh, tools, yeah. crowbars, and the like. No! And when they do... Um, it eats the janitor, right? Yeah, it just gobbles him right thing. up. A thing. You don't really see it yet, I don't think. No. You see, might see a hand. Yeah, I think, like, the screen turns red, mm. right? Yeah. And, like, and there's, like, a big, like, wah, yeah. everybody, wah. And, yeah, the janitor just gets eaten right up. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the end. Yeah. Movie ends right there. <laughs> it's very weird. Then, uh, Fritz... I think he shoves it back under the stairs. He must, right? Yes. It goes back under the stairs because um, Hal... That's where... Hallbrook is just so fucking fed up with his bitch wife. That's right. She's being a real bitch. Mm -hmm. And he can't take it anymore. So what does he do? He's like, Fritz, my wife's a bitch. What can we do about this? And Fritz is like, you got to check this one thing out. Well, wasn't it just that he was like super stressed out about this whole thing? And he's like, Hal Holbrook is just like, don't worry. I'll take care of it. Here, take these drugs. I've slipped into your drink and go to sleep upstairs. Uh, Right? Doesn't he? To who? To Fritz. Doesn't he like Uh, knock him out? Oh, wait. Did I miss that? I I may have missed that I think he knocks him out. Maybe, Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but he leaves a note for his shitty wife and it's like, Hey, come meet me under the stairs at college. (laughs) (laughs) It is love Hal Holbrook. (laughs) (laughs) It's insanity. Yeah. Um, Um, but it works. Yeah. Cause she's like, she knows her well. Yeah. And she, she's like, Oh, this fucking guy again. And she goes under the... She does it. Mm-hmm. She goes under the stairs. And he seems to show, like, a bit of conflict when it happens. He's, yeah. He feels like he's going to regret it. But once once what we find out is a giant orangutan eats his wife... A goo. It's a goo. <laughs> it's a big, big goo. But it's like it's not even an orangutan. It's like... It's a monstrous, like, mutant orangutan. It's as if, like... It's a shitty puppet. Is yeah, what it is. Well, that's what it turns out. But if you had like, you know how like Bebop and Rocksteady from the Ninja Turtles, they were, um, like one is a, uh, like a rhino, and the other one is like a warthog or something, right? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and but then they like, oh, we're just normal animals, and then we like grow into like bigger things. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what this orangutan. That's is the like. vibe it's putting off. Yeah. They do a remarkable job of making it look like a comic book drawing yes. of a mutant orangutan. Yeah, yeah. Like, as as silly... The only reason it doesn't work is because the rest of it isn't as stylized as that orangutan is. Because <laughs> right. it's really, like, very cartoonish and kind of, like, on paper, you, f- <laughs> you, you get the sense that, like, the character design looks exactly like the puppet they made. Right. Um, but, yeah, it eats Barbo. And then um, gobbles her right up. Mm-hmm. And then Fritz Weaver, he's back in the game. Yep. And he's like, "We got it. We can't just keep feeding this fucking thing. Yes, we have to get rid of it." Mm-hmm. So they manage to lock it back up. Right. They lock it back up, chain it up, and they throw it into into the fucking drink. 
<laughs> yep. And it ends with the hand coming out. Mm-hmm. Like the it's chained up. The like, Orangu hand. Yeah. The the box has chains all around it and it ends with like the box sort of like popping open just enough for the hand to like get out. Mm. Just enough for water to get in and drown the monkey. <laughs> yeah. So like it, it, it I never understood that. It's a like, terrible cliffhanger. Yeah, cuz like, well, they're never like we found this in the ocean. Right. Right? They're not like no, that. No, they don't say that. They're not like that at all. Yeah, it's just a big monkey, so like it yeah. would drown like any normal sized monkey. Yeah. It might take a second longer. But stuck at the bottom of the what'd you call it? Drink? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. gonna drown to death. Yeah. It's a terrible cliffhanger. Yeah, it's it's nothing. Um and then that brings us to the last story. The last one. Which covered in roaches. <laughs> Just that's 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 it. really the whole thing. I couldn't even uh, so I'd been <laughs> watching this um by myself. Yeah. And Right around, I guess when that story started, uh, my girlfriend showed up. So I don't really, <laughs> she kept asking me what was going on. And also I stopped paying attention because it's right. a lot of work to watch one of these sometimes. <laughs> I was but, too busy. Honestly, I think I was too busy like describing the Ted Danson one to her because that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. That was a real good one. Well, yeah. That, <laughs> she's like, what's going on? And you're just like, uh, the guy's covered in uh, roaches. Big water monkey. It's... <laughs> Well, Ted Danson was underwater, and then there was a monkey that was underwater. But the separate stories, they, they, they don't cross paths. Uh, <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, uh, he's also and then uh, she ends left. up underwater, and Barbeau gets gobbled up. And then Ed Harris is dancing a bit. And, uh, <laughs> it's But it's don't told, worry, because Dad got his cake. It's... <laughs> It's complete gobbledygook. <laughs> Ed Harris is dancing a bit. Um, yeah, I don't honestly. I don't remember anything about this one. So the, if you want to, it was this guy is. It's just an. He's an old man. This is another like. It's a solo run. It's like uh, the Jordy story. Do you think Stephen King also requested to play this character? <laughs> Me thinks he probably did. Can you Stephen King? Uh, can you play the, uh, like a scientist? Sure. Her, I'm a scientist. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you play Jordy? <laughs> done and done. Um, no, this guy. He's he's dressed. He's like in a lab coat. I don't. We don't What's see his him. job. Is he? I I thought he was like the security guy for that oh, building. It, this segment is called "They're Creeping Up on You." That's a terrible. Hey, and the movie's called Creep Show. And it, the main guy is played by David Early. Um, and so he's in a lab coat. He's in like, it's like a clean room. Yeah, everything is white. It's total white. Yeah. And he sees like a roach and he, he sprays it like he kills it. And then like more roaches start coming in and he just starts killing the roaches. And someone comes to his door at one point. No, I don't remember that at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone comes to his door. I don't know what they want or who they are. Guys. Should we skip <laughs> this one? No. Because the the whole point of this one is the guy ends up like um 
succumbing to the roaches. Yeah, the, eventually it's like his clothes, his like Maytag repairman clothes, and they're full of roaches. Yeah, he. Well, it no, his body, his whole fucking is body, roaches. They like it cuts to a scene where he's just laying there, and everybody, and the whole audience is watching. Like the fuck? Did you watch this with a whole audience? Uh huh. Oh, where were you? <laughs> It's in 1982. <laughs> um, and then roaches start just start pouring out of every hole in this guy's body. Even his butthole? <laughs> Did they hey, also come out of his butthole? Uh, bro? That tight, tight butthole? Did they crawl out of his, pit, his pre-pink sphincter? <laughs> they were crawling out of his pee hole. They crawled out of his pee hole, too? Every hole. About his nose. <laughs> That's the third one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and the roaches just start pouring out. They, he's he's lost. He's dead now. He's, he's lost. <laughs> he, the roaches have killed him. Which roaches don't do? I I don't know. This I don't think this was a great story. Yeah, to like end on. conceivably orangutans have murdered people. Like right. that that's at least happened before. That one was Leslie scary. Nielsen has buried people in the sand. Right. Like I don't there's Dads know, the have Le- taken away comic books from their <laughs> sons. The Leslie Nielsen one is creepy in like a serial killing kind of way. Mm-hmm. And then the orangutan one is scary and like, ooh, there's a monster literal monster under the stairs. That's scary to kids. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> That is like the most condescending thing anyone has ever said about anything. Oh, yes. That's very uh, scary to kids. Yeah. You know, pussy kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this one is just like bugs. Yeah. And bugs can and be scary, but not, not now. Think, not these. Um, they already covered this territory. This is a Jordy Verrill. Like, this is a Jordy Very much. Like, yeah. it's the same sort of thing where like a thing is just overtaking someone. Right. You don't need both. And... As much as Stephen King is in Jordy Verrill, I still think it's the better of the two. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then it ends with the bookend with the dad, Tom Atkins, from the beginning. He's, like, at breakfast with his wife, and he's, like, with his damn kid with his stupidity. Still mad about it the following morning. He's got an anger problem. And he starts choking like I am right now <laughs> on the pizza that I ate earlier. Um, he starts choking and he, and the wife is like, Oh my God, what's wrong with you? And he's like, and by the way, his wife is droopy dog, <laughs> a very concerned droopy dog. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Cut to, uh, the little boy up in his room with a voodoo doll and he's just stabbing the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, he's stabbing his dad and he got the voodoo doll out of the back of a creep show magazine. And there you go. The end. The end of the movie. I I I love this. I love anthology movies. I do too. Uh I think anthology horror movies work really well. Better than like any like Imagine a dramatic anthology movie though. <laughs> that wouldn't be fun. Drama sucks. Genre movies, please. Always. Dramatic anthology is like um What's an example? Like a um who directed Amoros Paros or um, 21 Grams? How like, or like 
I think it's all the same guy mm. and uh, Babel. It's all like, oh, well, it's they're like three stories, but they intersect. Pulp Fiction. No. That, well, Pulp Do, Fiction, I guess, is an anthology. Yeah, right? But it's it's all set in the same world. Yeah. But, I, I, oh, yeah, that's kind of an anthology yeah. movie. I'll, I'll, I will say it works best for probably horror. Horror, yeah. And then if you do it with sketch, it, I mean, comedy, it's just sketch. So like, right. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't even work as well. Like, anyone will tell you that, and now for something completely different by Monty Python, is nowhere near as good as Flying Circus. That's true. Anyone will tell you that. Yeah. But, like, I horror- want you to go to a construction <laughs> site. And I want you to go Ask up. Around. <laughs> I want you to go up to any of any of just like the the day laborers and be like, "Excuse me, is it now for something completely different as good as Flying Circus?" And they'd be like, "The heck are you talking about?" And then they'd f- they'd begin and finish their big hoagie. <laughs> they just slide it down their throat, right? Like Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, eating like the. The whole sandwich with the, the toothpick, toothpick and with the olive. olive on it. Ugh. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I hate it. Um, but horror anthologies are—they're fun. They're fun. Horror, just like if you take a horror story and boil it down to like twenty, thirty minutes, that's like perfect. Mm-hmm. You don't have to drag it out. It doesn't have to get redundant. It you don't run the risk of like doing that thing that horror movies do when they shoot themselves in the foot and give too much. Um, what's the word? You do it at the beginning of a movie. Um, Exposition. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, like a lot of a lot of horror movies get bogged down in like the logic of what's making right. Like, there's no point in the Jordy Verrill story where they're like, "Well, you see, this alien moss is from another planet." Where blah 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 blah. Right. They don't. Doesn't happen. Don't explain it whatsoever. No. There's no like. And that's the thing too. If one of them sucks, right on to the next one. Yes. And. We're we're into something else now. Let, tell me a different story, please. Mm-hmm. You're not. It's not. You know, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, where you have to fill ninety minutes. Is that the one where Jason's in hell? I don't know where he is. <laughs> He's, he is always on the move. Ah, uh, did you see he was in New York? He was in Manhattan. The Big Apple. The Big Easy. <laughs> um, yeah. There's. I, I think we're gonna do creep show too. We should do creep show too. Is it? Do we, I don't know. I we'll, I will only we'll do it if those movies are continuations of these stories. <laughs> so after everyone has died, right? Just like in those worlds, it just picks up there. Yep, like uh, the Leslie Nielsen one would just be a beach, right? For twenty minutes, <laughs> just a serene, just look. Maybe like at Martha's vineyard. One guy, <laughs> one guy comes by and scatters his wife's ashes. Uh-huh. Yep. That's perfect. <laughs> um that's great. Um there's a movie recently uh Trick or Treat. It's from maybe like 5 or 6 years ago. I heard VHS is a very good one. VHS, VHS2. I don't see those movies cuz those are too scary for too me. Too scary. Way too scary. I'm not even joking. I, I hate know. horror movies. <laughs> They're too scary. Welcome to King Me, the Stephen King podcast. <laughs> Hosted by a man who's afraid of his own shadow most of the time. Um, but yeah, what was your favorite one? Mm, probably at the time, I think uh, the Ted Danson one. Yeah, that uh, one. It's really well done. Like they're everybody's going. 
for it in not in a hammy way. Like they're actually in a like, competent actor way. Yeah. 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 Leslie Nielsen can act. Yeah, it's mostly Leslie Nielsen and Ted Danson playing off of each other. Mm-hmm. And it's they I just yeah, they didn't really nice job. Yeah. That one's great. That one was my favorite at the time, but I think in hindsight it's the thing under the stairs one. The crate. Yeah, that's yeah. the crate is my favorite one. Probably just because I get to look at so many John Carpenter actors. Yeah, and primo titties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Something about Hal Holbrook's face I find really compelling. It's so yeah. <laughs> he looks like he should be a different actor. <laughs> he. <laughs> Hal Holbrook with a mustache is perfect for like a Kurt Vonnegut biopic. Oh goddamn! I said goddamn. Oh, you like that one? That's, he's that's also good. he's also what like I think I thought he was John Carpenter before I knew what John Carpenter looked like. Yeah, and do they look alike, or am I just? Um, not, they don't. Not really. Not particularly <laughs> at all. No. So it's all in my head. Yeah. There's. Something about young Hal Holbrook, though, that it's not like he's a handsome man. Like, that's why he has to play, like, the sad sack. A character actor. Character actors have those, like, faces that you, you, like, you're like, I don't know who the guy's, like, what his name is, but I can name seven But I don't want him on screen for more than 20 (laughs) minutes. I want him to play very specific roles, (laughs) and I want him to, like, fucking come in. Do his goddamn job and then leave. I have a question about the term character actor. Okay. And it's like a question that I'm sure a lot of hacky 80s comedians have asked. Oh. But like, what the fuck does that mean? Character actor? Yeah. Like, what is the origin of that term? Because like, there's no actor who's not playing a character. Oh. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I'm this. I am this thick headed. Well, no. I... Is it just the idea that like a leading actor is more like a persona like a certain persona yeah repeated over and over again kind of i i don't know what the origin of the term character actor is but when i think of character actors i think of guys who can fit into different parts and Mm -hmm. different roles and they're not leading men like tom cruise is going to open up a movie like he'll like people go not so much i think anymore but like you know 10 or 20 years, whatever. Tom Cruise was like a draw. Mm-hmm. Like you have big name guys that are like, oh, I have to go see the new whoever movie. Like, like that. Like like a Tom Cruise. Like a Paul Giamatti. <laughs> well, Paul Giamatti is a good character actor. Right, yes. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman kind of toes that line, I guess. Because he... <coughs> I think by the end of his career, it got to the point where people were like, I'll go... Well, that's the thing. Like they're, I think character actors have a wider... Um, I guess success rate. Uh, you'd you say, could, like, you probably get steadier work as a character actor, right? right? Like, and you don't have to be handsome. I'm gonna say, I think it's like, better if you're not. Right? Yeah, you like you have to if you have a unique look. That's sort of the perfect. John thing. Turturro. John Turturro is a character actor. John Goodman. Yes. Everyone in a Coen Brothers movie, even the leads. Yeah. Yes. Leads. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> although i guess jeff bridges is a leading man jeff bridges is a leading man although like now he's kind of like the dude but yeah um 
He's he's really Betty Whited himself. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, he's the epitome of like a character actor. Right. Which is why everyone was so happy to see him as Nucky Thompson in Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and like Philip Seymour Hoffman, you're right. Like he, by the end of his career, everybody's like, ooh. I gotta Ooh, go he's see. He's dead. <laughs> That's what they were really like by yeah. the end of his career. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> whoa! Uh, I gotta go see that new Philip Seymour Hoffman movie because it's probably amazing. Like you know, uh, a Paul Thomas Anderson movie starring or you know heavily heavily featuring, featuring yeah it, Philip Seymour Hoffman is gonna be great. Um, and then you have like like John Turturro pops up in like. Little independent movies, and then Transformers, and is like, he in Transformers? Yeah, he plays like a FBI agent. But that's the thing; like he, Weird. like character actors jump around. They and they, they're like. They're hired guns, basically. Hey, they remember like, remember that weird stretch in like the early to mid two thousands when Steve Buscemi and uh, John Turturro were in Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. That was weird, huh? <laughs> that was a weird bit of business. Yeah. It kind of seemed like Steve Buscemi... I realized I said Buscemi and then Buscemi, and I realized <laughs> I'm not sure how to actually pronounce his name. Uh, it seemed like Steve Buscemi kind of passed the buck onto John Turturro, because he'd been in them since, like, Billy Madison. Right. Intermittently. Yeah. Uh, and then he was like, have you met my friend John Turturro? <laughs> he would be... You know who would be great for this? John Turturro. <laughs> he was. He was. He was good in Mr. Deeds. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I always, it always seems like character actors are doing more, a lot of times more interesting things, like a Philip Seymour Hoffman. He'll be in, like, something funny mm-hmm. and then something very serious. Mm-hmm. And it works Ooh. both ways. You yeah. know, like, uh, whenever... Like, I don't know, we keep talking about Tom Cruise here, but Tom Cruise is like an action guy now. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he was in Tropic Thunder in the Les Grossman role, yes, and he was being like silly, everybody's like, Holy shit! Like, we don't even understand this because it's Tom Cruise and he's being people had funny. to be told that it was Tom Cruise, yeah, like, to the point where no one believed that right. Tom Cruise would fit into a fat suit, right. They just he didn't. can't fit in a fat suit. He's too thin. <laughs> just doesn't make any sense. No, uh, but like John, that logic or the idea of him playing a fat guy. <laughs> either one. Yeah. Um, but John Carpenter works with like he's like a big character actor guy. Yeah. Great stuff. And that's who we're talking about on this show. Harry Dean Stanton, character actor. I know the name. He was uh, Brain in Escape from New York. Okay. He was in Repo Man. I've never seen Repo Man. Oh, boy. It's good. Is this a Stephen King movie? <laughs> it's not. Then I can't ever see it. And that's where we'll end. With <laughs> <laughs> a long discussion about character actors and John Carpenter movies. Yeah, and it, not seeing Repo Man. <laughs> I, liked, <laughs> I like that you kind of... When you started mentioning John Carpenter as being a big character actor guy, it kind of felt like you were trying to tie everything back together. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. What's our next movie? Our, uh, perfect. Our next movie is Cujo. Cujo. That's the one with the dog. It is the dog Never one. seen it. Huge dog lover. Oh. Very excited. We will see what happens. I'm probably going to love it, right? 
Yep. All right. Till next time. Kick me. Um, is, do we have a catchphrase? Like a sign off? We should get one. Um, um, maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe next time isn't a bad one. <laughs> All right.